Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's diva writer, Lauren Heiser. Hey, everyone. Lauren, thank you for being here. Uh, I would love to get to know you a little bit better and just hear how the Lord has worked in your life. So how did you come to know Jesus? And then fast forward, what are you up to today? Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thinking back to how I came to know the Lord, His work in my life. I really came to know the Lord in high school. I grew up in a Christian household, but um, that didn't really click for me um, until I just kind of came to the end of myself, uh, junior year of high school, and uh, was really fishing for approval and popularity. And yeah, I just found myself at a really empty place where I didn't uh, recognize the Lauren that that God made. And so he really, through a girl that I went to school with, introduced me to Jesus and what it actually meant to have a personal relationship with him. And uh, from there, slowly just started learning about Jesus. Uh, I grew up in a place where, um, not the Bible Belt. and uh, Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Tucson, Arizona. And so, um, yeah, being Christian was definitely not the normal thing. That was edifying to me to learn what Jesus just means in a in a culture that is going the opposite way. But came to college and uh, knew that I needed community, was craving community. I don't know if I would have called it at that point. Sure. Community, but was craving that, craving um, to learn. And actually somebody, a girl older than me at Watermark, started discipling me and got really involved in college ministry. And that really shaped just the course of college and my spiritual development, learned uh, truly what the gospel is and really took out any pressure, anything mm. that I can do on my own out of it. And so God's been really gracious to me in revealing himself to me over the years. And I love that. And you serve in the college ministry and now. I, yeah. And I still serve in the college ministry, um, which is a huge joy. So, so fun. I love it. If you know any college students in Dallas, send them Lauren's way. Yeah. What do you do for work? I'm a PA. Yeah, I work down at UT Southwestern. I'm actually a new grad, so. Way to go. Congrats. Fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, you came in with five lessons learned from Numbers 30. So what's the first one? Hit us with it. Yeah, so the, the first thing that I really noticed that stuck out to me was just the value and the importance of keeping your word. We see in verse 2, if a man vows a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to bind himself by a pledge, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. We just start off with a clear direction for the rest of this passage. And it kind of sets the pace. And the net translation says that the man must do whatever he has promised. Mm -hmm. And as I studied this, I learned vows, they were voluntary promises. So it was, mm -hmm. some, it was a commitment that someone chose. They didn't have to make it to do. And it was kind of conditional. So today, because we live under the New Covenant, New Testament believers don't need to do this, nor should we. But it was a, hey, God, if you do this, I will do this. And they would make this commitment. But sometimes vows were a way of saying thank you to God. So like, God, because you did this, I'm so grateful. Hannah's a good example. So God, because you've given me a son, I'm going to raise him in this way. And these principles that are laid out kind of get into some of the nuances of these voluntary commitments. Mm -hmm. So your second lesson learned yeah. was a, a caution. Yeah. On the flip side, it was just a caution with 
impulsive speech and making rash promises, which different translations of we see in verse 6, if she marries a husband while under her vows or any thoughtless utterance of her lips by which she has bound herself, it continues on, and you're like, whoa, what's a, a thoughtless, thoughtless utterance? <laughs> a thoughtless oh. utterance. Yeah, another, Yikes. another word for that would be just impulsive speech or, or rash promises. Mm. And I think that we're all guilty of doing that throughout our days in really subtle ways. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's something that I noticed a while ago is when I run into someone that I haven't seen in a while, and there's the instinct to be like, hey, you know, let's catch up soon. Let's like, mm. you know, I'm going to reach out to you. It, yeah, we'll get, we'll get like, lunch. We'll get coffee. Yeah, just promising, you know, plans for the future, and, and there's not a follow-through on it. You know, that is mm-hmm. just a, a thoughtless utterance that we make for maybe purpose of people-pleasing sure. or to feel more comfortable mm-hmm. in a situation. And so, yeah, to be nice, but our heart our, yeah. our posture and our priorities aren't actually yeah. Am I actually going to follow through with that? Right. I actually have margin in my schedule. So um, just caution That's with the example. words that come out of our mouths. That's such a great example. Next year for Join the Journey, we're reading Proverbs to start off the year. And so the team and I have started working on getting that together. And uh, recently I had to read through all of Proverbs mm-hmm. and I started to notice this pattern emerging of just a caution against loose lips, whether it's Mm. gossip, whether it's uh, making deals or loans or with your children, speaking harshly, like all of these different cautions and speech is powerful. But Mm -hmm. I'm getting ahead of us uh, because that's point five. So Mm -hmm. number number one was the value of keeping your word. Number two Mm -hmm. was a caution against being impulsive. What's number three? Yeah. So number three, the third thing I observed was just the role of a man of a household, whether it's a father or a husband, to speak up, to be proactive uh, when they hear things. And something I I noticed is that a husband or a father can confirm a vow either by direct approval or silence. Mm. Like silence is actually confirmatory and silence is an answer in and of itself. And so, yeah, by not saying something, you're saying something. Exactly. And I think that even has applications to women too, just in in the context of society, um, women and men, the, the lack of, of saying something. Totally. I mean, even the earliest example I can think of in my own life is when you're a kid and you're learning about bullying in mm-hmm. school or hazing. Yeah. By not speaking up, you're participating. Mm-hmm. If you see someone in a dangerous or hurtful situation mm-hmm. and that translates Mm -hmm. into every stage of life as you grow older. The same principle applies and it traces back. You know where it traces back to? Genesis 3. Yeah, (laughs) Genesis 3. Uh, When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, a delight to the eyes, desirable to make one wise, she took of the fruit and she ate it and she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. One commentator says Adam's silence in the narrative makes him culpable for his wife's Mm -hmm. actions, which is Mm -hmm. interesting because God gave the command not to eat of the fruit of the tree to Adam Mm -hmm. and his wife is in this situation and and she makes makes a steal. Yeah. But we also see what's the fourth point. Fourth point is this hedge of protection that women seem to have here. Specifically, I, when I first read this passage, I was like, oof, I can see how people would definitely, uh, women would be maybe <laughs> a little rubbed the wrong way by this. Sure. What I noticed was that women were actually able, just a little disclaimer, mm-hmm. women were actually able to make vows and have direct dealings with God. Um, and so this is not saying, hey, women, you don't have the power 
to make a vow to God. But it's actually, I see it as a grace and a a hedge of protection Mm -hmm. that whether in their youth and by their father or in marriage by their husband, it's a hedge of protection and grace that they have over them to protect them from the consequences of a rash vow. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing rather than a limiting or suffocating thing. It actually communicates value Mm -hmm. that there's protection there. Mm -hmm. You don't protect what's invaluable. You protect what's valuable. Yeah, that's good. And number five, your last one. Number five is, you know, point one was the value of keeping your word. And point five is just the value of your words themselves. And just thinking about how we live in a culture now where I don't think words have a ton of value or Mm -hmm. they're not treated with a lot of value. And often, yeah, we don't think about what we say. But, yeah, just the, the challenge to to be thoughtful and to be prayerful about the words that come out of our mouths when maybe the world around us does not look like that. Yeah, it reminds me of Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Um, And so this just really speaks as well to the power of the words that come out of our mouths. They have the power to build up or to tear down. So good. It's a good challenge, Lauren, uh, as we close for listeners to think on and evaluate what kind of commitments am I making with my words? Mm -hmm. Am I keeping them? Mm -hmm. Like the friend you run into and say, let's Mm -hmm. get coffee or whatever. Mm -hmm. And how am I talking to other people, those in my family, those who are my friends, those I work with, and to Mm -hmm. God? Mm -hmm. Like, what does that communication look like? So thank you for being here. Such great takeaways. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.